everybody, welcome back to Simply Holy Living, where we make the holidays holy days, and we are now in part three of peace, making room for peace. And today we're gonna to be talking about harvesting peace. Okay, so we've already sown in peace and we've already grown our peace, and now we're going to be harvesting peace. And we're gonna talk about two scriptures. One is one we already talked about um, the first week, which, I mean, the first video, not week, at the beginning of the week, and that was James 3.18, peacemakers who sow in peace reap a harvest of righteousness. And the second one is Hebrews 12.11, where it says, no discipline seems pleasant at the time, but painful. Later on, however, I should say that again, later on, however, it produces a harvest of righteousness and peace for those who have been trained by it. So I wanna start with this scripture in James 3.18. And just to put it into context, um, it's talking about two kinds of wisdom. It's talking about how when we are wise, it will show through our life. And it gives us certain things that we can look for in a person to see if their wisdom is coming from above, right? So in verse 13, it says, who is wise and understanding among you? Well, let him show it by their good life, by deeds done in humility that come from wisdom. But if you harbor bitter envy and selfish ambition in your hearts, don't boast about it or, or deny the truth. <laughs> we talked about that last time about, or no, the first time about becoming self-aware. Such wisdom does not come down from heaven, but it's earthly and spiritual, demonic, it even says. For where you have envy and selfish ambition, there you find disorder and every evil practice. So this is like the opposite of peace, right? But in verse 17, it says, but the wisdom that comes from heaven is first of all pure, then peace, loving, considerate, submissive, full of mercy and good fruit, impartial and sincere. Peacemakers who sow in peace reap a harvest of righteousness. So in context, it would appear that a peacemaker is someone who is busy about doing that horizontal work. Somebody who takes it on themselves to say, I'll help in this situation. I'll help make peace um, between these brothers. Um, I'll make sure that I'm seeking peace with other people. We wanna be peacemakers. And when we are peacemakers, when we sow in peace, it's interesting because what we get back is our own peace. When we try to help other people have peace and when we try to, to, to create um, peace in this realm, right? Live in that spiritual realm and live in God's kingdom together in peace, then we ourselves will reap that internal peace. That will be the harvest that we get. We also get a harvest of righteousness, which is awesome. Um, and then in the second one, as it says that later on, um, this we, that we basically saying that peace starts with discipline. Okay, this is not something that we like because we think of discipline. We kind of misuse that term, um, you know, a lot because we think of it as sort of punishment, which it is not. 
Discipline is not punishment. So discipline is when we are trying to align ourselves with something difficult. We are trying to, in some ways, deny ourselves to align ourselves with something that is difficult to do. So we have disciplines, right? It takes discipline to practice an instrument. It takes discipline to get out your violin, set it up, get your music ready, run your scales, and make yourself practice. That's not something fun. What's fun is playing, playing the concert. It's fun after when you are, you know how to play the piece and it sounds beautiful and it makes this great, you know, feeling and it moves everyone, you know, to this peaceful place, right? That's the piece, right? But you had to put in the hard work, the discipline. Sometimes we can refer to it as something that's been imposed on somebody because they were going in the wrong direction or they were doing something wrong. Like we imposed discipline on our children, which is what it's talking about here, because they were going in the wrong way. We wanted to discipline them to go in the right way. So that's the kind of discipline that it's talking about. It's not necessarily talking about punishments, but it is talking about how you have to, you know, put a guard on yourself. It could be self-discipline. You know, we discipline ourselves and we say, I'm going to get up at five o'clock every morning so that I can run, right? So, Because I'm going to be in this marathon and I need to train, right? I'm going to train myself. So I got to get up. So I got to be disciplined. Self-discipline. We, we, discipline ourselves not to overeat. We discipline ourselves not to eat certain things if we have some sort of dietary restriction. We discipline ourselves and it's not something that we enjoy, okay? So this is something that we also call, we have spiritual disciplines. Spiritual disciplines, I don't really love that word. I, I like it more like spiritual practices, but it is a discipline. It's a discipline too fast. Jesus practiced fasting. It's a spiritual discipline that all of us should be employing. Through fasting, we learn physically, it brings back that little, you know, um, Trinity I was talking about. It's our body teaching us how to deny ourselves. It, it informs our spirit, it informs our soul. Sometimes a physical representation of something will help our soul to grow. It's interesting, right? So um, I've talked often about how I imposed this discipline on myself um, where I would uh, only eat if my stomach was growling. Well, what that taught me was how to wait. That taught me physically how to wait, but I can guarantee you, I promise you, it taught my soul how to wait. Um, another discipline uh, is practicing the Sabbath. Okay, so we practice the Sabbath. That's a spiritual discipline. Why is it a discipline? Because it takes a lot of discipline to pull that off. It takes a lot of discipline to arrange your life in such a way that you actually can take 24 hours and say, I'm not working. Never, ever, ever do you feel like you should. I'm just telling you, as long as I've been practicing the Sabbath, I have not one time entered into it thinking, oh, everything's done. Okay, I got everything done. Okay, I have time now to rest. No, not ever. It's an absolute trust that if I stop working, everything's gonna be okay. 
like God's really got it. Like the world will still keep revolving. The world will still keep going if I don't do whatever it is I thought was so important for 24 hours. It's a discipline um, to teach yourself that. It's a discipline not to make your bed that day or not to whatever your not to's are. They can all be different. There's no um, rule of, you know, that's written out somewhere. Um, I don't do my dishes on that day. That's my, you know, my choice. My choice is to let the dishes stack up and I don't make my bed on that one. It's the one day of the of the week that I do that. Um, there's certain disciplines that I have that I go, I just gotta, I just let my, I gotta make myself do that. It's a spiritual practice, but what has it produced? Peace. It's a spiritual discipline, but it's also a physical discipline, right? So these things, teach us and what happens is later on we realize in the moment we may not realize it oh i waited for the growl i waited all the way to the growl well in one you know day or a half a day i'm not going to notice the big growth from that i'm not going to i'm not going to reap the harvest of that in that day it takes continual practice for years and years and years almost 30 years i've woken up pretty much every single day and I've read my Bible. I know you probably have too. I have memorized hundreds of scriptures, um, full books of the Bible. I have immersed myself into an entire book for a year, or I have gone through the Bible in a year several times. I have followed the Bema podcast all the way through one time, and now I'm entering into a second time. I have, you know, there's a million different ways that I have gotten up over these 30 years, I wonder what that's gonna be, 30 times 365, right? So I am all those ways that I have soaked in the word, that has been a spiritual discipline that I will read the Bible every single day. But now I'm reaping the harvest. And along the way I have a little bit, but I will tell you that now, all of that work, all of that spiritual discipline, it's now I'm now able to reap the harvest of it because discipline at the same, at the time seems painful, but discipline produces peace. Oh, it's so counterintuitive, isn't it? It's just, it does, it's upside down. It's ironic. It's the way God works. He always does this, right? He takes one little seed and he makes it the whole kingdom. He, he does things that are opposite. And when we go after discipline, we will get peace. So my encouragement to you is two things, just two things from this. One, notice your growth. Notice your growth. Because these are areas where, you know how it is when you, um, you might be losing weight, but you can't really tell because you feel kind of the same, but then somebody sees you who hasn't seen you, uh, you know, in three months, they're like, oh my gosh, you've lost so much weight. And you're like, what? <laughs> okay, that was nice, that was good. Or when you see a kid that's grown, and you haven't seen them in a while, you can't tell that they've grown, but then you see them a year later, you're like, oh my gosh, they've grown so much. They don't feel like they've grown because they can't notice it, it's so incremental. And we're the same way with our spiritual disciplines, with, with all discipline. We kind of can't tell we need somebody else to tell us. And you know, this is especially true of our kids. Um, my daughter this year uh, has grown so much spiritually. It's just 
crazy. I, it, it's amazing to me actually. And I have to remind myself of it because I can get, I can get very incremental too, even in looking at it because we're together every day. But when I look at, at, at segments of time and I go, oh my gosh, I told her the other day, Brooklyn, you're like a completely different kid than you were in May. You're just, you're doing such a great job growing up. That's what Kim Upton taught me to say. You were doing such a great job growing up. Um, but she is doing such a great job growing up. And over these past couple of weeks, she's had this show that she's been involved in. So going to school from seven to 9 p.m. And I mean, seven in the morning till nine at night, you know, it's a lot, that is a lot. And of course she hasn't done it perfectly. Of course she's had breakdowns. Of course she's, you know, been late to school and, you know, not gonna, and of course she's cried and broke down and you know, all of that. But overall, oh my gosh, you've grown so much. And I just have to remind her of that. Especially in the moments where she's feeling like, you know, oh, I don't wanna do this anymore and I can't and I hate this and nah, nah, nah. And I have to go, oh man, you've grown so much. You're doing so great you're gonna finish strong, you're almost done. You are gonna finish strong. You know, you need somebody in your life that sees the growth and you, you need to see the growth in yourself. And then the other thing that I would just say is stop picturing training as bad. You know, behavior modification is not always bad. Now, if all we did as Christians was change our behavior, of course, we would be missing the point, right? But behavior modification is, it's a, vir is a virtue in itself. Even being able to deny yourself to change a behavior. Amen, good for you, way to go. I'm proud of you. That is hard to do. It takes how many days to change a habit? It takes a lot of perseverance to do that. So there's kind of this mindset sometimes like, well, we don't want to just be modifying our behavior. You're right. We don't want to just be modifying our behavior. But amen, if you are doing that, great job. I just want to say that, disciple. Great job. Now, let's see if we can change our hearts. Let's render our hearts and not just our, and our garments, you know, render our hearts. But Let's not get too down on training. I mean, it does say here that, you know, that this, this, all this training produces something good. It produces a harvest of righteousness by those who have been trained by it. There is some benefit to training. The Bible says to train our children in the way that they should go. We're, we're, we can't just expect that their, their hearts are always gonna be in the right, well, there's gonna be some training. There's some things that are wrong. Same with us. So there's going to be times where we just need to practice abstinence. Like, yeah, we need to stop whatever it is we're doing. We're, we're being immoral. We need to stop being immoral. You need to change your behavior. You need to stop um, using. Maybe you need to stop drinking wine. Stop using whatever it is you're using. Smoking pot, whatever. Over drinking, over eating, over whatever. There's a time to practice the spiritual discipline of abstinence. There's also a time to just change some habits in your life. All of those are good because they can lead somewhere. So, so if you were picturing training as bad, I, I, I wanna encourage you 
to open your mind and to think training is the physical part of my own human trinity. And that part of modifying my behavior or training my body is, as Paul would say, I'll beat my body and make it my slave, right? So you're, you're sort of beating your body into submission. Okay. Yeah. That's a good part. You're not always, that's not always a sign that you're legalistic. If you get up at five o'clock, amen, every day to do whatever it is you do or four or whatever time it is, amen. Good for you. I'm not going to automatically assume that you're legalistic just because you do something so, you know, passionately and rigorously and that it's, and it is hard physically and it does take a lot of devotion and hard work and training and discipline. Good for you. And make sure you're also not relying on your behavior modification as if it's the end goal. Modifying your behavior is always a way to get to the end goal, which is bringing praise and glory to God for his glory. And in the meantime, you get this benefit of a harvest of righteousness and peace when you allow yourself to be trained by it. <laughs> it's amazing. It's really amazing. Okay, so I took three different videos to talk about peace, but maybe that's just because it's a really important concept. And I hope this helps you to grow in your peace this week. And I can't wait to see you next week for joy.